स्मार्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट हेलो एंड वेलकम टू मिंट आई एम नसरीन सुल्ताना आई एम एन असिस्टेंट एडिटर एट मिंट I keep a close track of all that is happening in the world of stock markets. You are listening to All Things Markets where I speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets. The fiscal trend during FY21 turned a corner in the October December quarter with sequential improvement in revenues. particularly in gst and income tax collection alongside already elevated excise duty collections helped by higher petroleum taxes with pandemic risk largely capped for now india has experienced a faster than expected pace of economic normalization however at the end of november the government's fiscal deficit soared to 135% of fy21 budget estimates So the crucial question is how will the FM tackle the pesky issue of fiscal deficit in the budget will the budget lean towards fiscal prudence this time to discuss that i'm joined by aditi nair principal economist at icra hi aditi welcome to the show hi nasreen so uh, aditi uh, since we are just uh, you know few days away from the budget so what according to you is are the key uh, expectations from the budget this time so nasreen we are at the juncture of a really interesting uh, situation we bought a terrible year behind us which was 2020 which was uh, punctuated by the pandemic which lasted has lasted far longer than what we thought uh we got a situation where uh, the economy is uh, in the midst of a recession it's uh, contracting in fy21 and we are expecting there to be a very sharp rebound in fy22 in any case given the low base and given the normalization so at this point in time when the budget is being prepared we're on this cusp uh, essentially of the switch from uh, the pandemic to a vaccine rollout and from a recession back to a high growth interestingly the revenues of the government have already started to show some improvement in the last couple of months but really assessing the revenue position of the government uh, for the coming year especially in terms of how much tax buoyancy will be practically achievable remains somewhat of a challenge so from the budget our expectation is that uh, there shouldn't be any excessive fiscal tightening for fy21 we're expecting government of india's uh, fiscal deficit to expand all the way to 7.5% of gdp and for next year anyways with a revenue normalization things will improve the fiscal strain will ease and therefore uh, possibly targeting a fiscal deficit of about 5% of gdp would be appropriate and would allow enough fiscal space for the uh, government of india to prioritize health expenditure the vaccine rollout as well as have enough space for a good amount of capital spending to boost the economy and to really help the revival to strengthen in the coming year right so you are you are basically saying health would be the priority or health infrastructure would be the priority in the budget this year health and capital expenditure right so i was actually coming to the capital expenditure in fy 20 uh 21 that now government capex was very low private capex was almost nil you think government has room to further uh, you know uh, create avenues for capital ex- uh, expenditure in the in the ne- new fiscal 
So FY21 has actually been a very volatile year in terms of the monthly expenditure patterns. We've seen high growth in some months followed by contraction in other months. Overall, capital expenditure has increased by about 14% in the first eight months of this fiscal, which sounds uh, quite high, but in absolute terms, it's not a huge amount of increase. Uh, revenue expenditure, on the other hand, has only uh, gone up by 3 to 4%. So uh, in comparison, capital expenditure has definitely shown a, a better performance in FY21 already. We think that for next year, if the revival in tax revenues is in line with the um, nominal uh, GDP growth of around 14% that we're expecting, and if the disinvestment uh, process is... Uh, fairly aggressively pursued, especially given the fact that we have a healthy pipeline, which is there uh, in terms of what was already planned for FY21, but seems to be slipping into next year. In that case, we do think that there will be a fair bit of space to really push up the capital expenditure on the government's budget itself. So not only through extra budgetary resources, but the budgetary allocation for capital expenditure, we do think that there will be a fair bit of space to increase that in the coming year. Okay. So what, according to you, will be government's priority in this uh, budget will be, uh, because anyways, like you mentioned, we we are coming from a very, very volatile financial year uh, in terms of the government expenditure and the revenue generation. But uh, in this uh, FY22, according to you, what will be government's priority as far as fiscal prudence or government's uh, target will be growth? So like I said, uh, we think there should be a middle path which is pursued. We don't think that aggressive fiscal tightening is going to be, uh, you know, appropriate at this point when we're trying to ensure that the nascent economic revival strengthens next year. So given the fact that revenue normalization will anyways help the fiscal deficit to ease back, uh, we don't think that uh, expenditure should be uh, constrained. Uh, to be able to uh, keep a lower fiscal deficit and a lower borrowing number. At the same time, we don't think that uh, the tax rates should be cut because if the expected buoyancy doesn't actually uh, end up being realized, we don't want a situation where expenditure has to be cut back later in the year to be able to remain within the fiscal targets. So it yeah. is a bit of an interesting or uh, uh, you know, uh, dilemma at this point in time, but we think that having a fiscal deficit of about 5% of GDP will give enough space for expenditure and uh, mean a borrowing program that can be reasonably well absorbed by the market. Right. Uh, so Aditi, uh, you know, what are your views on the IIP numbers that was uh, released last week uh, that is showing a bit of contraction and the CPI inflation? You know, on the IIP, we were uh, expecting a slightly deeper contraction. So this was actually not as bad as what we had feared. There was a very negative, very sharp base effect uh, for uh, November of uh, 2020, given the fact that uh, we had a later Diwali and we had a lot more holidays this time in November as compared to last year. Uh, Also, we have to keep in mind that in the last couple of months, uh, the build-up to the festive season had been there and there was some amount of uh, satiation of demand uh, with the festive season and a bit of temporary slack after that. Uh, Most of the indicators that we have so far for December are actually pointing to a fairly solid rebound. So our view is that the contraction in the IIP in November is likely to be fleeting and we're going to get better numbers after that. Having said that, Given the kind of uh, stage of economic recovery that we're in right now, there will be some hiccups 
every now and then in different indicators. So we uh, did see exports worsening in October and November only to rebound very right. uh, strongly in December. And intermittent hiccups like this can only, uh, you know, should be expected uh, as we get back to uh, the pre-COVID levels. Hmm. See, Aditi, uh, in December, even the GST collections... Uh... Uh, were good and in, in fact it was uh, very strong uh, but again it is uh, linked to the festive demand and the festive purchases that people did and also the pent-up demand that was there because of the lockdown do you believe that or do you think that uh, this consumer demand will sustain going forward in uh, fy22 you know you're quite right that the gst collections that we got in december are pertaining to the month of uh, november and that is indicating the healthy festive season demand However, if you look at the GST eBay bills for December, those pertain to activity in the month of December and they've been extremely healthy. So we are hopeful that the GST collections that we will get uh, in the month of January, which will be reported in a couple of weeks, will also show a fairly healthy uh, expansion over the year ago period. Uh, Coming to the CPI, it uh, decelerated faster than what we were expecting, uh, primarily because we got the sharp uh, seasonal uh, pullback in the vegetable prices and uh, this is something that we think uh, we can see sustaining in the current month although there are other uh, issues such as the edible oil prices which uh, remain uh, really strong because of global supply concerns and also the crude oil and the retail fuel prices which have hardened in the current month. Uh, Core inflation we expect is going to remain relatively sticky now that demand is recovering And overall, we see a small further dip in the CPI inflation in the month of January before an uptrend resumes over the rest of this fiscal year. So, Aditi, what is your overall estimate for GDP uh, for uh, FY21 and uh, going forward in FY22? For FY21, we have penciled in a contraction of 7.8%. This is very similar to the forecast uh, that the NSO has put out in the first advanced estimate. Our view is that... uh, Most likely, the recession has continued in Q3 with a very small uh, uh, contraction and we're expecting growth to resume in Q4. For FI22, there is a very uh, sharp base effect and the expectation that as the vaccine rollout gathers traction, uh, activity will normalize. However, we do see a multi-speed recovery with the uh, discretionary consumption, private investment and the contact intensive sectors lagging the rest of the economy. Hmm. So our view is that next year we will get a 10.1% expansion, but it's going to be quite varied across the different sectors. Okay, but overall it's going to be around 10% for FI22? Yes. Okay. You know, of, of course, in the last three quarters, uh, we saw, at, uh, I mean, at least in December and November, there was a bit of economic uh, normalization after the lockdown. There's a bit of activity almost as a pre-COVID level. But do you, according to you, do you think this economic normalization will continue? Uh, and especially because vaccination process will start from uh, 16 January. But uh, besides that, there's also fear of a new strand of the virus coming in. There are, in few parts of the world, there is, there is a lockdown uh, going on. Uh, But do you see in India the economic normalization to continue? See, overall, our expectation is that we are going to gradually normalize back to pre-COVID levels. But it is going to be difficult for some sectors to get back to the pre-COVID levels and sustain over there in a durable manner. And there will be hiccups along the way. So it's not going to be smooth sailing back to um, the pre-COVID levels. But we do expect that uh, at a varied pace, 
the economic activity is going to gradually normalize over the course of uh, 2021 okay you know right now the stock markets um, you know the rbi uh, governor himself has said that the, the that the, there's a disconnect between the economy and the financial markets uh, as an economist do you think this is very worrying because uh, stock markets as you know has been rallying and has rallied more than 80% from uh, from the march crash and we are of course uh, you know still rising ahead so what according to you uh, you know uh, could be the you know macro challenges or you think this is a healthy uh, you know growth look the stock markets always tend to be a lot more forward looking than uh, uh, the rest of uh, the market participants and uh, i think yeah. uh, they are trying to look ahead and uh, look at uh, the economy being back at a pre covid uh, level uh, and what will be the earnings that will be commensurate with that uh, as far as uh, economists like myself are concerned we are uh, looking more at the pitfalls along the way to getting back to the pre covid levels and uh, mm-hmm. our forecasts are building in a range of possibilities uh, especially in terms of how quick uh, or how lagged uh, the uh, you know vaccine rollout would be and also the other concerns that can crop up along the way like the new strains of uh, covid-19 that uh, you mentioned Uh, so mm-hmm. it's not uh, likely to be smooth sailing from here on out we are hopeful that things are getting a lot better and that they can sustain uh, at uh, uh, you know better levels of uh, uh, capacity utilization for example but uh, the it, it, outlook still remains somewhat uncertain in terms of how quickly we can uh, get there as far mm-hmm. as the markets are concerned i think there is a concern that uh, asset uh, bubbles may start building up and the rbi has alluded to that as well so i'm sure that uh, you know in terms of financial stability this is something that uh, the regulators will be watchful of see uh, the most of the you know rally in the stock markets is led by the foreign uh, liquidity that has come from uh, through the fii route and uh, that is mostly uh, as a result of the ultra a uh, loose monetary policy stance that most of the global central banks have at the moment especially after covid but many economists are also saying that this ultra you know accommodative monetary policy stance may be fast expiring and they, the debate will probably shift to how uh, to taper without disrupting growth prospects what do you think do you think that the global central banks would start unwinding their balance sheets Yes I do think that that's a gradual process that uh, we're going to see unfolding in uh, 2021 and going into 2022 in the indian context our view is that uh, the cpi inflation is likely to remain above uh, the midpoint of the monetary policy committee's uh, target of uh, 4% for the third consecutive year in fy22 and uh, therefore uh, there is no more space for uh, rate cuts and in our view the accommodative stance will be changed to neutral possibly around the august 2021 policy or later once there is greater clarity on the durability of the economic recovery at the same time we do expect that uh, the rbi is going to take uh, calibrated measures to start unwinding the surplus liquidity which is there and this is definitely going to have to be a very delicate process to make sure that the liquidity is uh, drained at the same time the economic uh, recovery isn't uh hot so it is a fragile recovery and it's going to be a very delicate balancing uh process going forward to really make sure that the recovery stays intact while the surplus liquidity is uh, slowly drained out of the system okay okay aditi thanks a lot for uh, talking to us and giving your time and also for sharing your perspective thank you nasreen mm-hmm.
For feedback, you can write to me at nasreen.s at lifemint.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at nasreenstory. You can also reach out to us at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.